Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Um, I have Ian Dobson here, and Ian, you grew up in Oregon as a runner, and um, you went to Stanford and graduated in 2005, uh, graduated with a degree in political science, and you made the Olympic team in 2008 while you were running professionally until 2012. Um, when you retired, you were also going through um, a divorce. You were married 2008 to 2013. Um, and you currently live in Eugene, and you are part of the Eugene Marathon. And um, you have a dog. What's the dog's name? Chap? My dog's name is Chap. Yeah, this is yes. like a fantastic little bio. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. Um, I'm, and, I'm very happy yeah. to be here. I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you reaching out, and I think what you're doing is really interesting and important. So thank you. Thank you so much. And our conversation that we had over a year ago, this all started with um, you were a guest speaker in one of my classes that I missed due to softball, and <laughs> <laughs> you um, your class was recorded, and I looked back. And it was either that or I just needed to get more information. I looked back and I reached out and then we had a good conversation about um, life after sports. So um, Yeah, I, I, I remember it very distinctly. I mean, I feel like we connected, like, even though we're, go- we're at very different points in our lives. I mean, I I just turned 40. You know, I have I have gone through my transition from sports <laughs> to, to something yeah. else. You know, I'm... I'm like I I still run occasionally, but I'm very much no longer an athlete in the in the you know performance sense. Um, but I but what what you were experiencing at the time and, and and what you're I think addressing here really really resonated with me. Just you know it's it's a it's fun to think about sort of remember back on on what it was that that I was experiencing and went through, and it's always fun to kind of relate to people and like and to see yourself as part of this like broader group and community that's experiencing something similar, you know, and it's, we all experience it in our own ways, of course. And I think each sport has its own sort of dynamics and its own uh, mm-hmm. sort of incentives and whatnot. But, but certainly the, the sort of personal side of, of this transition from one identity to another maybe is, yeah. is really, is, there's a lot of parallels there. And it's, it was, it was, I really enjoyed our conversation and, and yeah, looking forward to this too. Yeah, me too. And I remember, I have my notes from our conversation. I didn't, I didn't even write that much down because like our conversation was that good. I didn't have time to write notes. Um, But I remember (laughs) the, the one of the one thing that I, one of the few things that I wrote down was you said identifying with sports is hard. Um, So maybe we can start with like kind of talking about that, like how, um, how, yeah, how identifying with it is like super hard and like, going out of sports is it's like you're spending all your time on this 
perfecting the sport and then when you're out of it you have all that free time like what do you what do you do with the free time yeah yeah i mean i i you know again i feel like i sort of have to preface everything with being like hey this was sort of how i experienced it and i think we yeah you know we're all going through it differently but but at the same time like i mean I had the the luxury, like my experience, like as an athlete was, you know, from pretty early on, I was a pretty good runner. So like as early as like grade school, you know, I was like, yeah, I was like reasonably talented and it wasn't like I just won everything in sight, but I was like, got a lot of positive feedback and positive reinforcement from being a good runner. And, and, you know, like that continued like through, you know, until I was an adult and then, you know, kind of late 20s, I was kind of winding down my running career. And like I ended up in 2012 when I stopped running professionally, um, I, I was I turned 30 and like, you know, just it's like I think that just identity piece of it was hard in some ways. But I also think one of the things that when I look back on on how I sort of managed that transition from like identifying as an athlete to not identifying so much as an athlete I feel really sort of proud, honestly, that I, like, I, I made a, a fairly clean break. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. and now I'm done. Yeah. When I look back in hindsight, I'm like, well, I should have done that a couple of years earlier, you know, but, yeah. but, but I do feel like really good about the sort of closing the book um, that I did, uh, yeah. you know, and I think that, that we've all seen examples of the opposite of that where someone hangs on too long and, and that's mm-hmm. hard to watch sometimes. And I probably did that myself a little bit, but I do think one of the things that has allowed me to kind of, you know, stay in the sport, but, but not be hanging on per se. It's yeah. like, it's just that sense of like, yeah, you know, I'm, I've got different goals now. So. Um, yeah. And I remember you said after your career, or maybe it was during, you were coaching a little bit. So you were, mm-hmm. you were hanging on as as a coach, um, so you still had the lifestyle of like being that athlete. Yeah. Like you're still, you still have like one foot in, and, and it just. Um, and then when when did you decide to move on to like not being a coach? Yeah, so I I coached from 2012 through 20. Uh, I guess I coached through 2017, um, but really kind of after 2016, after the Olympic cycle in 2016 was when I I was kind of starting to transition out of out of coaching in a in a career sense so i i i then a couple of years later picked up high school coaching which is super fun and i would totally recommend it and like you know i i, I think it's a, a different thing than trying to coach at a, at a professional level where results are very kind of cut and dry um yeah. so so i still consider myself a coach but but in, yeah. a, in, a, in a totally different capacity you know um but yeah, I, I I think that that going into coaching for me was like kind of a default. Like I I had had the luxury of being an athlete who was successful enough to not have to have another job, which turned out to be a real liability. Like I went, I guess from you know seven years or so, just running after college after I graduated, ran for seven years and and really didn't have any other professional experience. And uh, that was really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I just you kind of wake up one day and you're like, oh my goodness, like I, I don't know what to do, really, yeah. you know. And I, and yeah, I like, was what's like, what's on my resume? 
yeah, right? And like yeah. for for some people and some employers, like like having been a a professional athlete, and I'm I'm sort of using air quotes there, not because I wasn't professional, but it's like it sounds a little grandiose to say that. But like <laughs> yeah. to have to having been an athlete who was, you know, competing post collegiately, that was how I made my living, whatnot that's valuable to some people and and to a lot of other people it's totally foreign and and not necessarily something that they would value in in someone that they might hire at all so um so for me it was like like a little bit of a of a default to be like yeah i i have some opportunities with coaching um i have some opportunities working in the sport in events and whatnot explored those and uh, and ultimately have kind of you know navigated all that transitioned into being um, still in the sport, still in, in um, running track and field, uh, but on an event management side rather than coaching, um, which is for a variety of reasons. But but really, it's it's for me, it's largely about lifestyle. Yeah. I think coaching is a, is a really, I totally respect it, and admire it, but it's a challenging lifestyle. It's it's pretty consuming, and events are really nice because there's a seasonality to it. So um, we have an off season in a way that a lot of coaches don't. Yeah, and you you kind of get to the point where you're craving weekends and things like that. So when you're yeah. when you have the when you don't have weekends for 30 years of your life, you kind of want the weekends. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at like I look at a lot of coaches, and I and again I, I say this with with respect, totally. But it's it's a hard way to to have a family, you know. If you want to yeah. be really involved in your kids' lives and and whatnot, you know, it's it's coaching doesn't necessarily preclude that, but it certainly um, is challenging. You know, I mean, I think there's, we see yeah. all kinds of examples of people coaching who it's, it really becomes very, very consuming in a way that, yeah. that, um, you know, I don't necessarily want my career to be. Yeah, exactly. It's something you have to be a hundred percent all in for and not like, not yeah. everyone is a hundred percent all in on that. They want a different lifestyle, which is totally respectable, respectable Absolutely. if you want one or the other, but um, so your degree was in political science, um, but you're doing event management. So would you, do you feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's, it's a funny hypothetical because I, like I grew up in Klamath Falls, Oregon, which is not a, like a, a place that you're, you know, you're not like going Klamath Union High School and thinking you're going to go to Stanford. Um, Again, sounds a little self-congratulatory, but like I, I was able to go to yeah. Stanford or a school like that because of running. Like I would not have had that opportunity if it were not for running. Right. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. So, but that said, like let's you know, I think that that I would love to be able to do college over again, but I wouldn't want to do it instead of like I wouldn't make a different decision. I would just love to have a, a second go at it, you know, um, yeah. which is not possible, right? But it's like like. Uh, political science was a degree that I think I found. I mean, I, it's long enough ago that I'm like, how did I end up in that? <laughs> I, I, it was reasonably interesting. It was a, it was a degree that was, you know, simple enough in terms of the credits and the requirements and whatnot that it fit with running. Like I knew that yeah. for me, like I was, you know, I don't think I thought too critically about it, but I was like, I'm all in, I'm a runner. And this is like, I'm going to be really good at this. And like, you know, you're, you're 18 or 19 or whatever. And like, I just remember like just being very, very like everything revolved around running for me, you know, everything revolved around sports. And, uh, and, and I was also like, 
academic enough to be able to get by. But but I just look back at, at teammates of mine who maybe had a little better balance in their lives, and and it didn't necessarily lead it didn't necessarily lead to great performances athletically for them. But they're doing really cool stuff now, and they took advantage of all kinds of things that a place like Stanford or really any institution probably yeah. offers. You know, like I I didn't study abroad. I didn't take advantage of any number of things that are that are offered at a university. And I think like like a lot of people who, you know, you <laughs> you move past an opportunity and then you look back and you're like, oh my god, like yeah. I totally missed out on this and that and this and that. Yeah. So. So, you know, it's it's a hard question to answer because I I don't think I would do the same. I would not take the, the same path if I could do it again, but I wouldn't necessarily make different choices. I don't, like I don't regret yeah. the choices I made. So, exactly. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't like change what happened, but if you could go no. back, you would do something else. Yeah. It's like it's I totally understand picking a degree because it it works with your schedule best and it and it's something that you can do well at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's important to recognize too, like, like if you've, you know, for me, I mean, I felt this huge sense of gratitude to like the track and field and cross country program at Stanford for like opening this door. Like I, this was an enormous opportunity for me. And like, like I just did not want to screw it up, you know, and I did not want to like let people down. And so for me, it really felt like, like a, um, I was going to say it felt like a job. It, it didn't yeah. in, the, in the sense of like in the negative sense, but it felt like a job in the sense that I wanted to really be a professional about it. I wanted to do a really good job. Like I, I was pretty, pretty focused in college, you know? Yeah. And it's totally doable to like, I know people who got 4.0s in mechanical engineering was in a sorority and mm-hmm. was like doing super well in their sport, but like, that's not for everyone. <laughs> It's um, not, and you, and you got to yeah. know yourself, right? Like, yeah. if, if that's you, fantastic. I mean, I, I yeah. absolutely admire that person. Yeah. And I know yeah. that wasn't me. You know, it was. Yeah. It's, that's. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like, it's not. It's not that that. I mean, it sounds like you and I have parallels here too in terms of how yeah. we balance things. And like, it's not the only way, but it's certainly. Uh, I think it's good to be honest with yourself about about where you're at. Like, you can't. You know, I remember getting to to college and like you know, hearing this sort of uh, sort of conventional wisdom, which for me turned out to be very true, that you've got these three sort of pillars that you're trying to balance, which is, you know, academics, athletics, and a social life. And and most people can really only do two of them maybe. And so you got to combine them. So for me, it was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to combine my athletics and social life. So my teammates and, you know, were, were my friends and, and I didn't yeah. expand way beyond that. Um, yeah. Because I, I I felt like I needed to be careful and make sure that I could do a good job with what I was doing. Yeah, for me it was athletics, academics, social, and sleep. And <laughs> and for me, I I kind of chose the everything like I I did prioritize my my um like academics I had to because I was also on academic scholarship too, but okay. um I was. I started out in a much more difficult degree and I ended up just being like, I really would rather focus on softball. So I, yeah. and I hate losing sleep. It is, <laughs> that is something that I just can't do is sacrifice my sleep. And so I 
switch my major to something that I can handle better, that I can sleep more and um, be able to have a social life and be able to be good at softball and train. And I spent my summers uh, working out three times a day instead of having an internship. That was just my what I chose to do. Like I yep. probably could have trained three times a day with an in- internship, but that's just that I didn't want to spread myself too thin without without uh, without too much sleep. And and do you, I mean, do you regret that? Would you change that, or do you feel good about that? No, I feel really good about it. I I yeah. feel like it got me to a really good position. But I feel like if I had the opportunity to, if I had another scholarship to go back to school, then I would probably do it. Yeah. No, I, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of asked that. I guess I was, was sort of a leading question because, like, I feel the same way. Like, I went home in the summers, and I trained hard, you know, and I right. and, like I would paint a deck once in a while or something like that. But I wasn't like, I didn't have a, I didn't have a summer internship. I didn't do it like a lot of people were doing, which was, you know, setting yourself up for different types of professional experience. And, uh, and I think that's kind of the crux of it, right? It's like, like people like, you know, you and I, it sounds like, you know, similar in this way where it was like, Hey, we've, we've got a limited window here athletically and, and, you know, really try to maximize it. And I think that's like, it's really cool. It just it's also tough, you know, and it and it speaks yeah. to kind of the subject of this whole project that you're working on right now, which is this this transition, right? Like there's a clear cost benefit there, right? The the yeah. the benefit is this like short term maximization of physical potential, right? And the cost is this sort of unknown set of opportunities that you may or may not have and, and it's it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then um, kind of a, a switch of subject ish. Yeah. Um, so you're still involved with sports with the Eugene Marathon as like your full time job, and mm-hmm. um, your lifestyle has changed a lot since getting out of full time coaching. Um, can you talk about how your work life balances with your career? Yeah, I I think this is something that that <laughs> this is a, a for me at least I think um a liability from how I approached you know being an athlete which was like pretty all in um yeah. I mean I can look back and remember all kinds of things I wish I'd done differently but but like I was you know I was all in as an athlete and like I right now like I would very much say I don't have a great work life balance which is not because I'm some super overachiever who's working 20 hours a day but like I have a hard time separating things out. You know, it's like, like I get into something. I'm really, you know, if you're not in this world, it sounds silly, but like, I'm really into the Eugene marathon. Like yeah. I really want this yeah. thing to be big and it's growing and I'm super excited about that. And it's, I spend a lot of time talking about that and thinking about that. And I coach this high school team and I spend way too much time talking to Lindsay, my partner about, you know, it's like, yeah. she's nice enough to listen to it, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, you know, we don't have kids yet. We don't. And and I think that like the way that I approached being an athlete is like, I haven't really figured out how to like be like a, a normal professional beyond that. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, yeah, like I, I mean, I have, it's not that I don't have other interests. It's just that, that these are the things that I mostly spend my time thinking about and working on. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, and I don't think that that's a great thing. Like I, I hope that 10 years from now, you know, I just turned 40, which is 
like sort of feels weird. Um, but like, I hope that 10 years from now, I hope that I have kids and I hope that I have a different balance in my life because like, you know, it's, it's fun to be all in with something, but I think there's, yeah, I think, I think it's just a, for me, it's just, it like, I just haven't like completely transitioned from that mindset of being like, you know, all hours a day, you're thinking about this one thing, you know, when you're, when, for me, when I was trying to run fast, it was like, I was always, if I'm watching a movie in the evening, I'm stretching or rolling or icing or doing one of these things, you know, and it's like, now I'm sort of sitting in front of the TV, working on whatever diagram I need to work on or something like that, that doesn't, you know, someone who's better at managing their time and their lifestyle than me would not be doing that. Yeah, it's, you're, you're passionate about what you do and, um, it's not a traditional like political science degree career, yeah. but it's um, it's something that you're passionate about. And Lindsay listens to you, and I'm sure she loves listening to you uh, uh, talk about it. And um, you're you you love to mentor your um, your high school kids, right? Like yeah. talking about because they're stressed about what to do next. Um, also, yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing that you've that we've talked talked about like over a year ago was, um, like you've mentioned, taking a hard turn from athletics, um, like like trying something completely different for a minute. Like you've thought about it, but just never really did it. But you know people who have done it, so um, maybe talk about like what you would do and like how you think that would turn out and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like for me that that like hard sort of right turn from athletics, from being an athlete, from you know my sport or whatever, was sort of a there's sort of a vanity to it and wanting to say like oh I can just do something else you know. Yeah. And and I think that that as I like first of all as out of necessity as I stayed in the sport both you know coaching and working in events. I just kind of found a different value in it that that I think is really important. And, and, you know, someone who is, you know, maybe more idealistic or I don't know, maybe more cynical than me would say like, you're sort of justifying this comfort of staying in a sport where you're, where you, where you have a network and you have, you know, experience and whatnot. But like, I think that like what I'm doing now, working with high school kids, working with runners, in this very broad sense, you know, like, like what I do is really, really not related to, to performance in the way that I experienced it. Um, I think running is really cool. I think it's really important, you know, and it's like, like the people that run the Eugene marathon, the high school kids I coach, most of them are, are like experiencing the sport in a way that's totally different than I did. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm kind of envious of how they do it. And I'm like, like, I think it's super important. I think it's really cool. So, you know, there was a knee jerk or, or, or sort of a, a, I guess just sort of a, a reaction that I had to being so invested in as an athlete that made me feel like I wanted to do something different. Like just, yeah. it wasn't necessarily based on anything. It wasn't like I had this specific thing that I wanted to do. It was just like, oh, I want to sort of prove that I don't have to just be an athlete. I'm, I could go do something else. Right. And, and I guess I still hope that I could do that if I wanted to, but now I'm like, just sort of feel like, well, well, I have a thing that I am at least 
you know, reasonably good at and I have a network and I care about and it's important to me. And like, so like, what are we looking for? You know, like, if not that, like, I think this is important. Um, yeah. It's, it may not be the most important thing, but to me it's important. And I think it's, it's, it, it's good, you know? And I think that, yeah. that I, I hope it's not just settling, but it's like, I, I think that just sort of putting your, for me, putting my sort of pride aside or my sort of preconceptions of what I would be doing, um, you know, or what I thought I would be doing at a certain point in my life, right. you know, putting those aside and just saying like, here's where I find myself. And actually I, I, I think this is pretty cool and being okay yeah. with that, you know, like it's, it's kind of hard to do for me, but. Yeah. Well, I hope when I'm 40, I have a successful career like you do. So I think <laughs> well, what thank you're doing you for is really that. great. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm, sure you, I'm sure you will. I mean, I think that, you know, there's this sort of, to me, like this sense of like, you know, hearing you say that by virtue of, of saying that, by hoping that, by thinking about it, like you probably will, right? Like it's the people who don't worry about that that I would worry about, you know, <laughs> if, you, yeah, if you think it comes easy, thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you think it's going to come easy, you're in big trouble, right? <laughs> right. But I think, I think coming from an athletic background, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I, I value from my experience as an athlete because you know, it doesn't come easy, right? You you know, it's going to be like kind of painful and like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, hard work. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like as like working with the Eugene marathon, it's, you are still involved with the sport without having to do such hardcore things and having to actually run or like the having to do it at such a competitive, like you must perform level. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. maybe it, it kind of like brought back a, a love from it um, so that you don't um, feel like you have to try com- something completely different. Cause I feel like I've talked to a lot of people about, burnout like wanting to completely switch for good and then they come back to it as like a casual coach yeah i mean i think you know and this is not a plug for running but i think this is one of the things things that is unique about running and or if not unique at least at least different um from a lot of sports and, and really lucky in some ways is that it's a sport you can do most of your life right and like i think if you you know if you go if you watch a marathon which is kind of a crazy distance. A half marathon is a much healthier distance, right? <laughs> you, you watch a yeah. half marathon, and uh, which we also have to skip. Um, you see people like, like it's it's kind of mind-boggling. Like if you go out there and like watch the finish line of a half marathon at like two and a half, three hours, you see like a gajillion people who don't look at all like each other. You see like everybody's out there, you know? And like, yeah. to me, it's like, super cool I'm like, yeah. this is like like a unbelievably like like yeah. uh you know sort of leveling uh, of a playing field where you're like you know it's yeah. a it's just a really to me it's a really cool thing where i'm like i totally respect yeah. these people who you know who have very different athletic backgrounds than i do and all these things and you're like yeah and i'm like these people had to work for this in a different way than i did yeah. And I really, really respect it. And it's like, and you yeah. just, you can see what it means. And it's like, I, I think to me, that's, you can hear it. Probably. <laughs> like I could go on, you know, it's like, it's really, really exciting. I think that's really yeah. fun to like to see these people like have this sort of, um, you know, accomplishment and, and sort of, you know, sense of success or level of success that, that they, yeah. that's meaningful to them. So. 
And that's really, really cool. And we were talking for like 30 minutes before we even hit record on this. And you said, um, I don't know what it's like about for other sports like softball, like, but um, for me, it's probably different. And I was just thinking it is different because I, I probably will never throw a, like, for me, for softball, I was I was a pitcher. I will yeah. probably never pitch again in my life. Yeah. Um, and it might be different for like someone who focused on hitting. Like they'll probably hit again if they want to do slow pitch. Um, but for me, it's it's there's no more fast pitch softball for me. So, um, but wow. for running, for running, like I feel like that's something. I don't know what events you did. Uh, what events did you do? Yeah. So. <laughs> I ran the 5,000 mostly like 5,000 was my like primary distance. That's where I ran when I made the Olympic team in, but I ran everything from like the mile up to like half marathon. So I never ran a marathon competitively, but, um, but I have since like participated in marathon, yeah. two marathons and they were like profoundly difficult experiences that were like, <laughs> I, I very much, you know, I is totally different than, than how I, had run previously but um but i think it's like a good it's a good point right like it, it's something that's again sort of if not unique at least kind of unusual to running where like and probably a luxury where me like closing the closing the book on being a competitive runner didn't mean like that i was leaving it completely behind you know right. there was a number of years like um my dog that you mentioned in the in the intro um just turned 13 and and so but as recently as like i think three years ago we used to do this trail race every year together she and i like it was a it's over in bend so you know eastern oregon um it's this 20 mile trail race and like that's way longer than i ever really trained for but it was like super fun like the dogs you know they have a ton of dogs out there They're, they run it with people and like yeah. you know it's like like a it was a, this is not professional track and field by any means yeah. but it's like but it's familiar and it's like i i got to keep doing this thing that i was good at and that i liked um yeah. and it's a real luxury i think you know of of this sport in particular and i think it makes that transition somewhat easier probably like i can imagine that yeah. that you might have felt differently like knowing that you're leaving something behind in a way that that um that i might not have had to feel so yeah um, I have a couple of comments on that. Um, first of all, it's like illegal not to run with your dog in Bend. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. You, Bend is super casual, and everyone loves dogs there. So I love that you yep. you took your dog out for a run there. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, yeah, I uh, I so super random. I was kind of feeling like in the typical rut of after being an athlete of what do I do for training? And um, I actually took up going for very, very light jogs. And cool. I, I actually went, today was day 30 in a row that I went wow, and really? actually made myself jog. And I actually feel pretty good about it because I feel like as an athlete, as training, I was like, I'm never going to run ever in my entire life. <laughs> And then I actually felt good about getting out there and and even though I was super slow, I only did one mile per day, but I feel super good about it. I even saw um like improvements in my health. Like yeah, just from really? doing just from doing yeah. Um, you know how on the watch it can tell you um your yeah. cardio VO two max or whatever? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, mine went up by like three points. So I I found that to be interesting that I like even though it was like a super low amount of things to do, where it was like, okay, I I do enjoy being an athlete. I do enjoy um, training, and even though it's not the, at the same intensity, um, but yeah. getting back at it, yeah. That's interesting you say that because it's it's like I so I have this we have the garage and I have this kind of pathetic home gym in it um, and I'm like by pretty much any standard like just like skinny and weak you know um, <laughs> as a distance okay. but but I but it's like it's really fun I I mean I really like seeing results there like I have such yeah. a low bar. And, and this is not necessarily to draw a parallel, not suggesting your bar is so low, but like, but I have but this like it is, but yeah. <laughs> incredibly low bar with like squats, you know, mm-hmm. and like I can go out there and like, and it's really fun to see progress, you know, like, like yeah. at 40 years old, I can be like, yo, I'm going to be better at squats than I've ever been in my life. And like, that yeah. takes very little to do, but but it's really yeah. fun, you know, and so, I mean, I really like, like, I mean, I'm sort of joking there, but I'm, but I'm also not like it's, I I really like to do something I can see progress in and yeah. and I, I will, you know, there's zero chance I will ever be a better runner than I was right. you know, 20 years ago, but, yeah. yeah, but there's some things I can do better. And like, and it's, it's fun to kind of focus in on those and be like, you know, I'm not going to be, no one would ever see me at a gym and say like, that guy's, you know, super strong or something, but, but there's just a sense of like, you know, confidence i guess in knowing yeah. that your body still works in certain ways and like you you can see improvement and i i like that so. yeah that's exactly how i feel about the running like my my i, I don't even want to call it running my slow jogging is <laughs> um <laughs> is like such a low bar but, but for me i'm so proud of myself for doing it and i yeah. go at a time where i don't see anyone so i make sure it's like just me and my doing it for me and being an athlete the, that aspect of wanting to get better um just never really goes away. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um anyway, that kind of went on a, another tangent. So, um <laughs> <laughs> um okay, the next thing I want to ask you is um how did you cope with your the end of your playing career? Um Yeah. Or yeah, I, so I like I was actually kind of looking forward to it in the sense like like I so I made the Olympic team in 2008 um and then pretty much immediately like really struggled like for the next four years um and I you know I don't really know exactly why yeah I can speculate but it's but really I never ran better than that and I and you know if you could go back in time knowing what you know now I'd be like oh well that would have been great to transition after 2008 and you know quit on a high note and all this stuff but i think for me and i think for a lot of athletes like your nature is to assume that you're gonna do better next time and you can you've got you know limitless potential and all these things and uh you know so i so i ran for another four years um and you know had had reasonable success it wasn't like it was a total disaster but I, so I made the Olympic trials again in 2012 and made the final in the 5k, which was, you know, a good thing. I'm glad I did that, but it was really challenging. Cause I, like, I knew I wasn't going to make the Olympic team. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of self doubt. It was just a, a very objective reality. I was not 
mm-hmm. yeah. gonna make it. <laughs> um, but uh, but my um, wife at the time was running really really well, and she was so it was really had become about about her and like about what you know she had this really I think fantastic opportunity and chance to make the Olympic team herself, and um, and didn't. <laughs> she ended up fourth in the Olympic trials by four one hundredths of a second, and it was like the most like heartbreaking uh, thing. Yeah, it was it was super tough, and uh, you know I I would sort of pin my the whole sort of hope on her. You know, I was like like I knew I wasn't gonna make it, and like she was in a good spot and like, but, but to be honest, you know, I mean, long story short, we had been struggling and like, like I kind of knew it was like nearing the end of my running career and probably also the end of our relationship. And like, it, yeah. it sort of, the whole thing was very uh, sort of storybook melodramatic. <laughs> like, like, man, yeah. like there's a lot of transition going on and like, he's like kind of very in your face um, sort of success and failure type things. Um, so anyway, so she, you know, had this really dramatic and difficult um, failure sort of um, to make the team. And and then it was like, I remember just like after the Olympic trials that year, just knowing that I was done um, in a way, but found some friends and went out to Montana and did this relay with them this, over three days in the middle of nowhere. And like, you know, still enjoyed running. Like I, I'd never never like hated running it wasn't like I went out on some terrible sour note um but I I think I was fortunate to just sort of like have clarity and be like I knew that I was done like it wasn't there was no question in my mind um and it happened to line up with an Olympic year which is a very convenient sort of cycle to say like and that's that yeah so so it you know it wasn't that it was like some simple process but I think I was really lucky to to have that sort of line in the sand um and then also I mean I think luck is part of it but also I I I look back and and feel proud that I was able to have the clarity to say like I'm done you know and not yeah not continue like reaching for something um halfway you know like I think that I I did a good job when I was when I was being an athlete and like um you know, I, I still want to be athletic. I still want to, you know, be healthy and all those things, but I, I have, you know, even, even right after I, after I quit or retired or whatever you want to call it, there were no delusions that I was going to come back and, and be something that I'm I'm not going to be again. You know, it was, I I feel like, like that was very helpful to me to like have clarity truly be done. It didn't make the transition like professionally, easier necessarily, but it made it, I think, emotionally easier and just knowing that that was not, I wasn't staying up at night wondering if I should keep training hard. Yeah, and and your comment about about still loving to run, it made me realize, like, your sport, like, at least for me, like, you still love it, you still love to do it, it's just the, the intense competitive side of it gets to be really too much sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's like, I mean, it's, again, it's the luxury of running is where it's like right. an easy sort of, yep, I get to go out the door and exercise with my dog kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I I really like watching tracks. Like, I, you know, I'm, 
very much a track fan. <laughs> like, yeah. like I watch, I watch all the track meets at U of O and I, you know, tune into all the marathons and like, I, you know, I really, I got yeah. to sort of quit before I hated it, you know, which is, it's a, it's a good thing. Right. And everyone has to end at some point. So. Yeah. Um, um, and you've also mentioned to me that you're friends with your, like you're in, on good terms with your, um, with your ex-wife now. So it's like, it was, <laughs> I have, tough. Yeah. It was tough then, but it, you, you made it through with the sport yeah, and yeah. With, with her too. Totally. And, and part of that is like shared experience, you know, and I think it's like part of why, even though like, I mean, you and I have had one conversation maybe and, and here it is a year later and like, I, I feel like very comfortable talking with you. I think there, there's some shared experience there, right? And, and, and not yeah. to draw too much of a parallel, but you're like, you know, that person, um, you know, my, that I was married to and, and I like, yeah, like I totally consider her a friend still and like, you know, I, I have a ton of respect for her and like, I think it's mutual. Like we went through things that we shared, you know, and like, and I think that even though like we all go through these differently, like, like there is when you're, you compete collegiately in a way that's like really invested and really sort of consuming, there's totally a shared experience there, right? Like I think that, yeah. that you're maybe, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, I feel like some of the premise of your whole project here is, is kind of capturing some of that shared experience and trying to, yeah trying to learn from each other. You know, I, I would have loved to have more, more people to, to sort of draw on and like, understand, like, how did you navigate this transition? And um, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important because it's like, there's a lot of similarities there just in terms of the, the typical, the sort of mindset that you have to be a successful athlete and how does that transition to different things? It's, I mean, it's, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, I, really do feel like a lot of us athletes are like-minded and that's why I wanted to create this conversation because I feel like it's something that's easy to talk about and um and we can all talk about how that transition out was never easy for anyone um whether you still can run or you can't do your sport anymore but yeah um so what was one of your your favorite moments during your competitive career yeah, I, I, you were nice enough to give me a heads up on this one, and I, I was sort of, you know, trying to reflect. I mean, I, I feel like I, you know, yeah, again, I was very fortunate and all these things, but, um, but one of the highlights that really stands out to me is like right at the end of of college, like I had a teammate um, who ended up being much more successful than me ultimately. <laughs> um, this guy Ryan Hall, who uh, is the still the American record holder in the half marathon and um, just really interesting guy. But he and I like had really kind of struggled in some ways through college together in terms of just butting heads and not, you know, you know like we, we approached the sport differently, um, but we ended up getting first and second. Um, he was first, I was second in the 5,000 meters um, at the NCAA track and field championships um, our senior year. And it was just like, the success of it was obviously great. Like we were super happy and everything, but like just feeling like I figured out how to work with this guy. And like, to me, it sort of carried on. Like he and I ended up joining the same team post-collegially together and, um, you know, have remained friends and everything. And it just like, you know, I, yeah, just, I like 
thrive with other people. You know, like, I want to be mm-hmm. part of a team. Yeah. Um, and I just remember, like, I just remember this specifically, like, cooling down with them. You know, so after your race, you go out and you jog an easy couple miles of just, like, cool down, which it's funny now that I'm not running an easy couple miles. <laughs> couple sounds miles. like, I know, right? Like, <laughs> For me, that's hilarious. But... There was a time when that was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know. Um, anyway, just, you know, it's, it's dark out and we're running together and just being like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, I, I just remember like both of us being like, wow, it probably doesn't get much better than this, does it? Like, you know, we both went on and made the Olympic team and did different things. And he especially had, you know, incredible success as an athlete. But I just remember like kind of that feeling of like, holy cow, like we did this together and like that was really cool. And like, um, just the camaraderie of it. I like running's in a lot of ways, you know, pretty individual and everything, but like, um, I just, to me, it like is, was totally about being part of a team. Like I was super lucky in high school, even to like have this, you know, incredible coach who facilitated a team, like, like my coach, she was just a, a like, remarkable sort of motivator and everything and you know i i you just it's dumb luck right you're like man like i'm in klamath falls oregon holy cow like we ended up having this great coach and you just it it it's kind of why i want to be involved in coaching still is like i just feel like being part of something where people are excited about what they're doing they're young they're enthusiastic and like it's exciting to me and i remember being part of that and like um you know, I'm not not trying to, you know, live in the past, but I do feel like yeah. I just love that feeling of like just remembering like like you know, running after that race, like it's completely dark, like Ryan and I just like kind of sharing that sense of like man, like we like managed to figure this out and worked really well together and yeah. And like, like wow, did a good job, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm really yeah. proud of that. So. Yeah, that's super awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it's super awesome to be able to give back to the young um young athletes and even athletes that are running your in your marathon just like giving people um the ability to to be active and have that impact on their lives is super cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so last couple of questions. Uh first, what advice would you give to someone who is recently done um uh, competing? Yeah, I I think one piece of advice is at least from from my experience is to not look over your shoulder. Like when you're done, like be done, you know, like don't I think you probably make your life hard by questioning that decision. So I think that's one one piece of advice. Um and I think I think one of you didn't prep me for this one, so I'm I'm off the cuff. Oh. But one other Sorry. piece is, is no no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one other piece is to like like let yourself be proud of what you did, you know? Like I I've sort of intentionally in this conversation like said a couple of times, like, Oh yeah, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Because I like that's not always been like easy for me to say, like, like you want to approach things with humility and, and, and I hope that that comes across. Like I, but I, but I also like feel like you got to pat yourself on the back, you know, like, like you had success, right? Like, what are you proud of? You know? And like, I think just like naming that and being like, 
these are things I'm proud of. And it doesn't mean that, that I think I'm like, you know, the greatest thing on the planet or like, like some sort of role model or something, but like, there are things that I'm really proud of. And like, I am, it's fun to look back on those and it's fun to share them. And like, it's fun to like, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 there are things I'm proud of. And I think that anybody, I think it took me a long, it took me some time. I don't know how long, but like, it took me some amount of time to like, be cool with that to be, you know, to not just yeah. like be self-deprecating and like, right. you know, to not want to like fall into some like, you know, version of like this arrogant athlete that you worry about being. And like, I don't, I don't think that's what I am. I don't, you know, I, yeah. I don't, I just. Worrying about yeah. something you're not. Yeah. No, yeah, um, but, but I think it is important to like say like, these are things that I'm proud of. Yes, exactly. And I totally get that. Uh, maybe to also like help you answer this question. It looks like I um, I asked you a very similar question last time we talked and I, mm-hmm. I took note of it and I had no idea I was going to do this back then. So um, <laughs> my, my question was, what advice do you have to athletes that struggle with what to do for a career after college? And you talked a lot about maintaining the the relationships, like not just the lessons you uh, learn yeah. in the sports, but maintaining the relationships. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's that's a that's a that's a good. I I stand by that advice. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I said I'm glad I said that, yeah. and I'm sorry I haven't brought it up already. But I mean, I think <laughs> you know, and and as somebody who has burnt plenty of bridges myself, um, I would, I do think though that that having done that, I mean, I think there's you never know, you know, like you just, first of all, I think, you know, any professional aspiration to the side, you just want to be decent to people. Right. And like, that's primary, but beyond that, like you you just never know, like who's going to be able to do something for you in the future. And like, you know, it's, it's not a manipulative thing. It's more just like, you know, I want to be that person who like, somebody here gets a call from me and they answer it because they're like, Oh yeah, that guy's all right. Like he's, you know, and and it's, it's not some quid pro quo. It's not some anything, but like, I think that, that, you know, you, when you have a certain level of success in in athletics, you just get to encounter people in your sport, in your world that like, that will go on and do things or already doing things. And, and, and that's important. And like, you just, you just don't know who's, who's, can end up where and I think that that sense of like don't ever assume that like someone isn't going to be important to you in the future you know or don't assume that someone is is like beneath you or something I think that that's I mean that's not even that's not sports advice right that's just like like life advice yeah yeah right like like nobody's like better than anybody else here right and like I think that you just yeah that sense of like treating everybody you know with dignity of course and then but even more than that just like like keeping in touch with people, you know, like I, I mean, I, I would total transparency. Like I really struggle with this. Like I have a hard time being the guy to like answer emails right away or answer texts or whatever. And like, I wish I was better at it. I, I want to do better yeah. at that. Like I think that. I relate they, with that. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I mean, I, for me, it's hard anyway. And I don't really know why, but it's, um, yeah. but I think that that sense of like, like just maintaining relationships is, yeah. I, yeah, I, I would really yeah. prioritize that. Yeah, and for me, I 
I like to reach out to people, but I don't remember to, like, so often. Like, uh, but, like, I feel like I would appreciate if someone reached out to me, like, years later, like, I would totally pick up right where we left off. So, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's, uh, I mean, it's great yeah. having those connections. I mean, and, and I think that's that's, like, you know, the way you reached out, I appreciate it because it was like, there was no like, Oh, sorry. I didn't reach out earlier. It was like, I, of course not. Like we talked a year ago or whatever. And like you went on and you've done your things and like, there you are. And like, cool. It's great to hear from you. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. 10 yeah. years from now or whatever. It's like, like I, there's no baggage of like, Oh, you didn't yeah. keep in touch or something. And I just, for me, it's like, yeah, there's no, nothing personal, you know, you just, yeah. you, you, just you always want to, yeah. yeah. I super appreciate you responding to me. That was very nice, and and I do apologize for taking so long to follow up. But, but um, no, yeah, um, and it's it's just crazy, like how like we got connected through like one of my classes at um, at Oregon. So it was you never yeah. know how you're gonna get connected with people. So. And I think that's I mean maybe that's a, another thing that I would just throw out too is like you know the the um, professor of that class, Katie Gatlin, was like. You know, I how did I meet Katie? I met, I guess I met Katie through work. I met her. She was working at Casa, it's a nonprofit, and she, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one thing led to another, and she like asked if I would speak in the class. And now I go every year, and like, you just I think like saying yes to stuff like that, and not being like, I mean, it's it's hard sometimes for me to be like, you know, what what do these students want to hear from me? You know, like I don't yeah. know that I really have anything to say. But okay, like I'll do it because like maybe I do, and like it's fun, and like you know, like you got to put your again, like I don't want to have so much like false humility either. Like I, at the end of the day, I do think I have things to share, you know, and like yeah, you do that, absolutely. and like and and say and say yes, like like saying yes yeah. to things like that, and like saying yes when like students reach out and want to have coffee or chat or whatever. Like it's you know. I think those things are really yeah. good to do and like and and on the opposite side of the coin like when you're the student like reach out and like yeah. see if someone wants to have coffee or whatever you know yeah. it's like nine times out of ten it's not going to go anywhere it doesn't matter but like sometimes it does and I think that's really it's worth doing you know so yeah definitely like we wouldn't be having this chat if I didn't reach out just to see if you wanted oh. to no way talk. yeah yeah exactly yeah, and then my last question is, um, what what advice would you give to someone who's currently competing? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, again, you didn't prep me on this, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I wanted I wanted to be organic. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I guess like the thing that I wish I had done a little bit better is like not ever assume that I was going to have more time. Um, I remember, you know, there were plenty of days when I was like, like, you know, I mean, you get up in the morning, you have your routine, right? You got to going out for a training session and whatnot. And like, I would just be, I would let myself be lazy about something, you know, lazy about like nutrition or, you know, whatever rehab or, or, you know, post run recovery or different things that, it was like, oh, like, like next year I'll be like totally on it, right? Like next year is right. like the year that I'm gonna be like super dialed in, you know, and like, and I was always pretty focused and pretty good about things, but it was like, 
like I think that sense of like man like I would not wait for that <laughs> you know yeah. don't don't like tell yourself that you're gonna do that sometime some yeah. of the time like I just it's you're probably not ever gonna do it if you do that like and I yeah. like I think that that sense of like urgency you know like like it's really diff- it's a difficult balance you know I talk about this with my high school kids all the time like where you're like you don't want to be like frantic you don't want to be reaching all the time for performance but like but you gotta have a sense of urgency right like there's gotta be this like there's gotta be a rush there's gotta be like some like urgency i mean i guess that's the word that like really to me resonates it's like it just it doesn't matter like how long you think you have or whatever but like like i feel like just showing up every day without like like intention and that urgency is like is super important like and i i I, it's hard to do but like yeah again it's like it's been a long time since i've been an athlete so i'm like struggling a little bit here with that advice sort of of thing yeah yeah that's perfect advice i'm so glad you said that because i've been um trying to like i i volunteer as a mentor for um one athlete at Tulsa and yeah. something I, I, I try to like tell her is like, I, I told her this like yesterday or the other day, like you only have so many games left of your career. Yeah. Like you, it doesn't seem like it right now, but you don't have that much. Like if you think about it, like at, at Tulsa, it was semesters. So it was 16 weekends or 16 weeks per um, semester, so I always like was like, oh, I I feel like the sense of urgency that I have to get better within these 16 weeks, and it was like, I I felt like yeah. a sense of urgency of like, this is what I have to do in this timeline, like I have to do it now, and um, it's like there's there's got to be some sort of sense of urgency with it, right? There does, um, yeah, yeah, and and at Oregon, I feel like I don't know if it was like this at for I know I know it is for a lot of the Pac-12 schools, but um, it's ten week terms. Was it like that mm-hmm. at Stanford? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you only get ten weeks per term, and and every every weekend, like, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing in your off days? Like, what are what are you spending your time doing? Like, the time goes by super quick. Yeah, yeah. It really, yeah, it really does. It's like, I mean, it's such a grown-up thing to say too you know like I can yeah. kind of laugh myself like like you know when you're in high school you don't hear it the same way but like even just acknowledging that being like hey yo like yeah i'm a 40 year old dude and like i'm 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 telling you it goes quick you know whether you're in college or your high school or whatever like please trust me Matt. like it yeah. will go quick you know what I mean? like, yeah like like i'm not just telling you that because i'm old or whatever like i'm telling you because like I, I totally experienced that. And like, yeah, it goes really quick. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I feel like this is a really cool conversation. And, um, and again, like, I, I think that what you're doing is important. You know, I think it's, um, you know, we, we, again, before we hit record, we were, you know, talking about, um, in some ways, like in some some really tragic uh, context, like like I think a lot of people don't necessarily feel like the support that they might want um, through these transitions, and and uh, it, 
maybe they don't feel like they can there's people that can relate to them or whatever and and you know i'm not not suggesting that you or i or any individual can relate to everybody um yeah. but i just I, I think that what you're doing is important because it is it is like it's hard you know and even though it's a privilege to be an athlete in the way that you and i got to experience it and it's and it's yeah. like in a lot of ways kind of a first world problem um this this sort of problem of what do we do and as we transition out of this like cool successful career that we had to something else it's still hard right and like like i i just i don't think that i have anything to add other than the you know yeah. that, that would add to what how you're sort of articulating it articulating it and whatnot but i just i, I still feel like it's important to just you know affirm that like i think that uh i wish that i'd had more support more resources and just more sounding boards sort of as i was transitioning out of um yeah identifying as a competitive athlete to to whatever i am now <laughs> um and so i i just yeah i really um i would love to be part of it in whatever way um and just yeah really really um sort of really wish you well in this thank you so much that really means a lot and i really appreciate um having you here and i uh just thank you so much this was an amazing conversation i can't believe it was um recorded an hour but it was an hour and a half um and <laughs> i just yeah. thank you it's it's always great nah. talking to you and yeah Likewise. um thank you so much <laughs> well you're very welcome yeah no thank you it's, it's really fun so yeah thank, yeah thank you so much this was an awesome conversation um i can't wait for people to hear this and um to just um continue this conversation so yeah Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.